Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 22nd, 2022. Today is 2-22-22. Oh, glory to God. And we got a word from God. And so I've been teaching all year on intentional progress, where where our progress will have no limits as we walk along with God. That's Proverbs 4 and 12 from the the Passion Translation. But we're going to be intentional about the pursuit of that progress. I've been teaching a series uh, about learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is going to say, because God gave me a lot to share with you this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I love the word of God. I love the way God gives it to me. I can read a little portion of scripture and God gives me so much from that portion of scripture. And that's what happened today. So once again, this is part of this series where I'm laying out the foundation for the, for the year. These six things I'll be walking through. I'm still kind of number one, praying and discerning. Uh, but we've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. Uh, and this is part 32, part 32 of life lessons from the life of Jesus. Now, as it relates to the road to the resurrection, this is part three. So let's get to it. We've already in this series covered John 5, 6, 8, 12, 14 through 17. And then a few days ago, we crossed over into John chapter 18. That's when I really started talking about the resurrection and the road to the resurrection. So today I'm going to cover John 18 verses 15 through 17. Let's get into it. Let me pick up the story where I had left off. So the Roman soldiers came to arrest Jesus. We covered that already. Remember? And then he was taken, um, you know, at that point, uh, he was taken to Annas and Caiaphas and all of that. So, so here we have the story from there. So the Roman soldiers took Jesus away to go see Annas and Caiaphas, the two high priests. Now the Bible says that Peter and another disciple followed along. Now it doesn't say who the, the other disciple was. He was unnamed, but it does say that the other disciple knew the high priest. So he was like, oh, let me go with you because I know him or something like that. And so, but I love how Peter, whether the other disciple went or not, Peter would have went anyway. Because I I mean, that's his that's his MO, right? That was his attitude. Peter was always speaking out of turn. Peter was always doing his own thing. Peter was always doing stuff that the other disciples didn't do. Peter was always asking questions. Peter was, he was a man of faith and action. So Peter was like, no, I'm going. And so he goes, and they go to the high priest's home. And so Jesus is taken into the home of the high priest with the Roman soldiers, right? And so uh, they go and Peter and the other disciple are there. And so the other disciple went in because he knew the high priest, but Peter stayed outside. And so Peter is staying outside. And then when the other disciple comes back out, there was a gatekeeper, right? And so the other disciple had gone through the gate already and the gatekeeper was a little girl. And so he says to the gatekeeper, hey, let Peter in. He's with me. And so as Peter is going to walk past the gatekeeper, the little girl opens the gate. But she says, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you one of Jesus's disciples? And Peter said, no, I'm not. <laughs> Peter said, no, I'm not. So I, let me just stop right there. Like, that's it. That's all I'm going to cover for today. Now, we're going to glean a lot from that, right? So for me to, to explain why that's important, you got to learn the backstory. 
So the backstory is that earlier that night, Jesus was explaining to his disciples what was going to happen. So earlier that night, he explains to them, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be taken away. You know, I'm going to die for you guys. And when I'm taken away, all of you guys are going to scatter. He says to the disciples, you guys, you're going to scatter into the wind. And Peter, because he was always talking out of turn, Peter says, oh, no. He says, listen, this is what he proclaimed. This is what the Bible says. Even if all the others reject you, I never will. That's what Peter said. He said, I don't care what the other people do, Jesus. I will never reject you. And Jesus said, yeah, that sounds good and everything. But this night, I just want you to know, Peter, that tonight, this night, before the cock crows, the rooster crows twice tomorrow morning, before the rooster crows twice tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times. You will say that you don't even know me. And Peter was like, no, I will never do that. And so after you got Peter, remember, this is Peter, the, the only one that got, that got out of the boat to walk on water. Remember, this is Peter, the only a, a disciple to identify Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. Remember, this is Peter, the only one that was ready to fight and pull this sword out and cut a guy's ear off. This is Peter. And Peter denied Jesus to a little girl. Peter denied Jesus to a little girl. And that same night, he would go on to deny Jesus two more times, just like Jesus said. And when he did it, after the three times and after the cock crowed twice, Peter was crushed. When he realized what he did, he was like, I can't believe I messed up on that level. And guess what? We're all going to mess up And sometimes we're going to mess up on a level that we never expected to mess up on. So what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about failure is not final for you. I have four things to share with you on this morning because you have messed up. I've messed up. And how do we get past our failures? How do we get past our flaws? Let's talk about it. Four things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Number one, here we go. Sometimes the people closest to you will disappoint you but you should still love them. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it from, from, from Peter's perspective and Jesus' perspective and how Jesus still restored Peter. Peter was the most outspoken, outgoing, outfront, overachieving disciple, but he still denied Christ to a little girl. Think about that. Listen, people are not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Please don't expect other people to be perfect. You got to love people. Uh, Isabella and I talk about this all the time. We got to love people the way they are, right? I mean, we you got to love people despite their flaws because you have flaws. You got to despite, you, you want people to love you despite your flaws. You got to love people despite their flaws. After the resurrection, and I may cover this later, but after the resurrection, Jesus went out of his way to go find Peter. Jesus went out of his way to restore Peter and to get him back on the road to his purpose because Peter was crushed. Peter was very disappointed with himself. So Jesus had to go back and restore Peter. And what was the result? Peter preached the first sermon of the New Testament church, right? When the Holy Ghost fell upon them, he was the first person to preach a sermon under the new covenant, under the New Testament church. And 3,000 souls were added to the church that day. Jesus restored Peter and Peter was able to keep going. Did Peter do something wrong? Yes. He denied Jesus three times, even once to a little girl. But that doesn't mean that he was a bad person. You know what that means? It means that Peter was human. It means that you're human too. At the end of the day, you're going to do things that you don't want to do. You're going to do things that you say, oh, I would never do that. (laughs) And you're going to wind up doing it anyway. Why? Because you're human. 
So listen, when people make a mistake around you, I just pray that you don't immediately write them off. You don't immediately cast them away because they made a mistake. Because guess what? You're going to reap what you sow. You will make mistakes too. And you don't want people to just throw you away because you made a mistake. Number two, if you live long enough, you will make mistakes because you're not perfect. Listen, you are not perfect. I'm I'm not perfect. Jesus was perfect for us. So while you may think that there are things, oh, I would never do that, that you would never do. You got to be careful with that word never because you are a human and humans are flawed. There's a frailty connected to our humanity. You don't know what you would do in a moment of weakness. You are both human and divine. So while this means, oh, I'm human, I'm a God carrier. Remember how I said you're walking around with God on the inside? Yeah, you're a God carrier. So while this means that you could do more than you could ever imagine, guess what? It also means that you may mess up on a level that you never imagined yourself messing up on. Peter was like, I would never deny you, Jesus. And he denied. And then what, what makes it worse is he denied Jesus to a little girl. So please remember that you're going to make mistakes. You probably made, like me, more mistakes than you even want to remember. But here's the good news. God is not going to give up on you. So here's, here's what you do when you make a mistake. You repent. You receive forgiveness from God. You forgive yourself and you keep going. Oh, let me say that again, because that, that step number three, sometimes people forget that. You repent. Oh, Lord, I messed up. You receive forgiveness from God, but then you need to forgive yourself. You know what? Sometimes people don't forgive themselves. They, they get forgiveness from God, but they don't forgive themselves. If Peter had not forgiven himself, if Peter had focused on his failures, Peter could not be the leader of the New Testament church. Peter had to receive forgiveness from God and then forgive himself. Listen, free yourself. You have to give yourself the license to keep going. Are you go- have you made mistakes? Yes. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes. But when you make a mistake, repent, receive forgiveness from God, forgive yourself, and then keep going. All right, number three, here's the good news. Failure is not final. See, you're fa- you're, are you going to fail? Yes, but your failure is not final. There comes a point when we must all deal with failure. We all have to deal with it. The good news is that if you're still breathing, oh, come on now, if there's air still flowing through your lungs, if there's blood still flowing through your veins, then God is not through with you. Another point, victories are waiting for you on the other side of your failure. Did you fail? Yes, but there's a victory waiting for you on the other side of your failure. Peter recovered. And why? Because he knew that there was something greater waiting for him on the other side. You you have to keep going. I have made mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but you know what? I had to learn how to keep going. Peter had to learn how to keep going. This is why I keep telling you, forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. Greater is coming for you. Successful people are not the people who don't make mistakes. Matter of fact, if you really want to be successful, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to fail fast. You're going to try stuff. If you're not failing, you're not trying, right? But, but, but you have to keep going. You have to learn how to get past your failures, how to get past your, your mistakes and keep going. God is a God of progression, not a God of regression. So never allow yourself to get stuck. Never allow yourself to wallow in your mistake. Never allow yourself to wallow in the pity. If you made a mistake, repent and forgive yourself and keep going. Judas, watch this. Uh, uh, Peter had to get past the fact that he denied himself. Jesus had to get past the fact that Judas, uh, uh, you know, uh, betrayed him. Uh, But 
it doesn't matter. Whatever happens, if, if, if there's a failure, you have to push through the failure. When you fall, you got to get back up again. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, even if good people fall seven times, not once, not twice. He's like, listen, even if you mess up seven times, guess what's going to happen? A good person will get back up again. But, but when the trouble, when trouble strikes the wicked, that's the end of them. He's saying that when the wicked, they mess up, they, they get stuck in their mess up. But as a believer, when you mess up, you get right back up again. You fall seven times, you get up seven times. People say you get up eight. I don't know how that works. <laughs> if you fall seven times, you get up seven times. Bottom line is you keep getting up. You keep going. God is not hung up with your hangups. Listen, I want to free somebody this morning. Have you messed up? Yeah, you messed up. Forgive yourself. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Let it go. God is not hung up with your hangups. You've made more mistakes than you even want to remember, but it's time to let it go. It's time to receive forgiveness. Are you struggling with failure this morning? Are you struggling? Have you messed up lately? Like, this is fresh. You're like, Rick, but you don't understand. This just happened. Okay. It just happened. Does it hurt? Yeah. You messed up, right? But guess what? Our God loves you so much that he's not going to give up on you. Our God loves you so much that he will restore you. Our God loves you so much that he's here to build you up and not tear you down. Forward ever, backward never. Let's keep going. All right, number four and finally, the last point. When I got to this point, the, the father wanted me to deal with the potter and the clay. Now, I'm going to deal with the potter and the clay and connect it to Peter. Uh, so, so let's talk about, now, for those of you that may not be familiar with like the potter's house, not, I don't mean Bishop T.D. Jakes, the potter's house. I mean the potter's house in the Bible. And so in Jeremiah chapter 18, let me read for you verses one through four. The Bible says, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, arise and go down to the potter's house. There, I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, the potter wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that he made was, was made out of clay and it was marred in the hands of the pot, potter. So he smashed it and made it again, another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. So, so the potter, he goes down to the potter's house and what, what does he see? He gets a word. Now, this is a word about Israel. I don't want to get too deep in this but let me just stick with us today. He gets a word, Jeremiah, from the potter. He's watching the potter in the clay. He looks at the potter. The potter has clay on the wheel and the wheel is turning and the potter has clay on the wheel and the potter has an idea of what he wants the clay to be. But when he looks down, the clay's all messed up. So it's not like the potter messed up. Oh, I'm gonna talk about how the clay messed up. But anyway, the potter smashed it and made it again, another vessel as it was pleasing for the potter to make it. What does that mean for us today as we close out the word? I'm going to give you several things. This is like an A, B, C, D kind of thing. Here's A. The potter selected the clay from the earth. You got to know that the potter walked around and picked up the clay from the earth. The potter selected you, come on now, from the foundations of the world. You were selected. You are chosen by God. You are divinely selected by the hand of God. You're not a mistake. You are here because of the hand of God. You are here because God chose you and put you on the wheel. God picked you up, come on, and then put you on the wheel. And now he's working on you to become what he desires in his own mind. God had plans for Peter. So that's why he was like, no, 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 Peter may have messed up, but I'm going to keep working on Peter. I'm not going to give up on Peter. B, B, the potter places 
the clay on the wheel to make it what he wants. And there's a process. What's the process? The first stage is cleaning. When you pick up that clay from the ground, it might have some little rocks in it. It might have some little grass in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first stage the potter does is he cleans you. He starts working on you, starts working on your heart. And the second stage is reshaping. And, and the Holy Ghost starts to reshape you and mold you and change you and push you. And the third stage, come on now, is the fire. So after so all of that, God places you in the fire for you to be hardened and tested and for you to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. See, the potter did not start the work until he finished the work in his own mind. What am I saying? The potter doesn't even start working on the clay until he has a design for the clay in his own mind. God didn't even bring you into this world until you didn't even get started until God finished. God didn't let you get started. You watch this. God finished you before he ever started you. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. God brought you into the earth with the end in mind. He already had a picture. That's why when God looks at you, he might say, hey, Rick, where are you? It's not that God doesn't know where, I, where I'm at. It's just that like, like, like Adam, Adam, where are you? It's like, no, I, I'm looking for what I planned and I don't see what I planned. So when the potter looks down and he doesn't like what he sees, there's something wrong. God developed you. He has an image of what you're supposed to look like. D, if the potter doesn't like what he sees, then it's going to get painful for the clay. If the potter doesn't like what he sees, oh, watch it now. He has to uh, smash that thing. It gets painful for the clay. You can't say the potter messed up. You can't say, oh, the potter was doing something wrong. No, the clay was not cooperating with the process because if God is the potter in the story, then there's no way God made a mistake. You made a mistake. If there was a mistake made between me and God, then the mistake was on my side every time. The potter didn't mess up the clay. The clay didn't what it was is that the clay didn't cooperate with the potter. So sometimes we make choices. Sometimes we make decisions that contradict our destiny. We make decisions that are going against God. Peter denied Christ. Peter messed up. I have messed up more times than I want to remember. But guess what? Jesus did not give up on Peter. Peter was disappointed with himself. But he wanted to do better. But guess what? He was still on the wheel, which is e my. Uh, uh, the good news is that the clay, although it was smashed, it was still on the wheel. You, you're still on the wheel. Me, I'm still on. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm not who I used to be. I'm not where I want to be. God is still working on me. I'm still on the wheel. You may be damaged. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning that made a mistake. You may be damaged, but you're still destined. You are not perfect. You're not perfect, but you still have a purpose. Peter denied Christ three times, but God kept him on the wheel. God just made him another vessel as it was pleasing to the potter to make F last point. If the potter were ever to remove the clay from the wheel, that would mean that the potter is throwing away the clay and he's giving up on the process. God will never give up on you. Yeah, you might be messed up. Maybe you didn't cooperate. Maybe you made bad decisions. Maybe, maybe you said, I would never do that. And you did it anyway. Okay, got it but you're still on the wheel. God has not given up on you. God will never throw you away. You're still on the wheel. Now, if God looks down and he doesn't like what he sees, it may get painful for you. It may get painful for you. There might be some smashing in the process. It may get painful for you, but guess what? God is still working on you. He, he didn't throw you away. Like Peter, Jesus came to restore Peter and redeem him to his purpose. God will come and restore you to your purpose. God will say, come on, son, let me dust this off, dust that off. Listen, what you did is not who you are. 
Watch this. What you did is not who you are. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not hung up on your hangups. Yes, you messed up, but guess what? I already knew you was going to mess up from the foundations of the world, and I called you anyway. So let's get this off of you. Let's get that off of you. Let me change this. Let me change that. Let me mold you. Let me push you. Uh Oh, I just made you again another vessel. Now you're pleasing to me. God will make you again. You know why? Because you're still on the wheel. I got all of that out of Peter just saying no to that little girl. Oh, I don't know him. See, we all mess up. We all make mistakes, but we're still on the wheel. God is not through with you. Failure is not final. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me about your amazing, undeserved, and unearned grace. The more I study your grace, the more I appreciate your everlasting love towards me. I'm a human. Humans are not perfect. We are all flawed. So as I die to sin and I die to self, I even die to the limits of my humanity. If you say I can do it, then I can do it, (laughs) right? I can do all things through you. Your grace empowers me to do what I could never do without you. And you keep working on me because I'm still on the wheel. And so I believe what you believe about me. I have made mistakes and I will probably make more. But there are victories waiting for me on the other side of my failures. And I declare that I will keep going. Failure is not final for me. And greater is coming for me. (laughs) I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Now, if you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you you should get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Also, listen, this is a message you know. One, it's a message you might need to listen to again to get encouraged. But two, this is a message that people need to hear. This is, this is one of those that people definitely need to hear. There's people running around beating themselves up over stuff that God already forgave them for. Like, you know, God is trying to restore you and you're beating yourself up and you don't realize that you're still on the wheel. God, you're, you're, you are a work in progress, right? You're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be, but God is still working on you. So help me to share this message. Go into the chat, leave me some comments in the chat, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.